going. Okay. Where are you going tonight? <laughs> I am going to do a workout in a new place called Swing SF. And it is like it specializes in kettlebell workouts. Oh. Um and pet peeve of mine actually really I was getting right into things that annoy me. Mm-hmm. I like I just feel like one of the things that that Soul Cycle did really well with um with the way that they like just set up their whole system. Like if you go and you go to the website and you're like, I wanna try this thing out all of the classes are exactly the same. Like there's no, you're not parsing through names of classes. Like what the fuck is happening in this one? Yeah. Not where I was to start. And so I've been trying, I've been wanting to go to this kettlebell place and like, it's like fundamentals one, fundamentals two. And then like all of these classes and you know, I've done kettlebell stuff before and then they somehow like buried in the site somewhere it says like, oh, we recommend you take five kettlebell ones and then five kettlebell twos before you take anything else. And I'm like, okay, but like yes. if I know how to use kettlebells, can I just go? So anyway, I'm going yeah. to what's called like I'm going to a class that I think is not even a kettlebell class because I just want to see what the deal with the place is because at least it'll get me in the door without having to like go through some like I don't want to go to a fundamentals one class if we're literally just going to spend half the class like staring at the kettlebell and talking about it. <laughs> Uh, Getting so, to know the kettlebell, stroking the kettlebell. It's just like, uh, you know, the nice thing about something, and, and like most yoga studios, although, although to be fair, some yoga studios aren't like that either. If you were, No, you have to read like eight class descriptions before you sign up for anything. And like, they're all written by like people, different people who are all like, they're so similar sounding. You're like, what are you really saying here? This is a vinyasa flow where we match our breath to our movement. Right, and you're like, vinyasa two versus one. I'm like, I don't even, you know, I'm not a yoga teacher, but I don't even think that those things should exist. It should be like, every class is self-directed in some way anyway. If you have, you you are able to do like more things in most classes that I've been to, people just do them. And you're like, oh, look, that person's over there, like hanging from the ceiling. What a wonderful (laughs) yoga Person. walking on their head weird yeah, exactly. how do they do that like i don't know i think it's nice to have that in the class too i mean i guess i get it if you're so advanced you don't want to hear people explaining poses but then just like do your own thing i don't know anyway pet peeve i will <laughs> tell you how this class is so you're just skipping fundamentals and going to like a random class i went to a random class that's called like full body workout so i don't think it's like one of the hardcore kettlebell classes yeah Gotcha. I agree that it is nice with Soul Cycle that you kind of go and know what to expect. And like you have like the number of song thing down, you like counted all of these things. Like that is nice. I will say though that as a first time Soul Cycle goer, I was like, what the fuck are we doing? And they kind yeah. of explain it, but it's like so fast that you don't even really get it. And it's like really fleeting. Separate issue. They don't explain the classes at all. But right. <laughs> they've, they've like, They've made the signing up for it non-confusing. It's just when you're there. Yeah. But, like, if you go more than once, you get it. Um, With yoga, I think there is a lot to be said for an actual beginner yoga class where it's, like, very clearly, if you have never been to yoga or you've been once and it was, like, eight years ago, you should go to this class. But the rest of them, for the most part, are all levels no matter what. Like, they always say, like, if you're new to yoga, you can do this. If you're level three and, like, you know who you are, then do this. Totally. Um, 
Yeah, um, I, get, the, I get that. I don't know. I may be showing up to a class that's like like hardcore kettlebell people, or I may be showing up to a class that's like non kettlebells at all. I don't know. We'll find out. Okay, report back on that. Um, so this is actually part two of our part one that we recorded on Friday, in which we share our experiences about the Women's March in our different cities. Um, that part one, in retrospect, was probably a hot mess. I feel like I like went on the right with something like didn't quite articulate what I was trying to say, but anyway. I actually don't, I always kind of forget what we talked about, which is like a weird feeling. It's never like I'm blackout drunk or anything. I just no. like, I listened to it and I'm like, oh, we talked about that. Um, and before Danny left, he was like, man, that episode's going to be really weird. And I was like, well, I don't, I don't remember it getting that weird, but I guess I'll listen to it later. I just downloaded them today. So I actually have not listened to it. So I don't know everything we need to follow up on, but I know we said we were going to follow up on the March. Yes. Tell me about the march in DC. So, to be honest, if Danny, okay, I think I would have gone no matter what because I knew like everyone that I know who was in town and is a woman went to the march. So I think I would have just felt that like social pressure to go. It's not my thing. Like being in a huge crowd like that where it's like kind of disorganized and you like stand around forever and you don't really know what you're getting into. Like that's not really my thing. But given the cause and like what it was for I was like I'm gonna go I have to go I'm in town it's gonna be great and it was really good like I'm really really glad that I was there the speakers were great um it was Danny my friend Sam and I and we tried to meet up with like eight other people and there was a set meeting spot that was very specific and nobody could get there Like, we got there because of the direction we came in from, but everyone else was coming from the north side, and we came in from the south, and it was, the meeting spot was south of, like, where the rally was set up, and everyone was, like, while we still had cell service and things were going through, everyone was like, it's way too crowded, total gridlock, can't get through, they're starting to set up fences, they're, like, not letting people walk in that direction, so that was kind of a mess, Um, but we ended up like where we stood we were close to a lot of people we just couldn't actually find them yeah yeah um we did have like good views of a monitor which pretty much only danny could really see but like when someone's head would shift a certain way i could see it we could hear really well um there was a ton of hilarious signs and like really good signs and tons of people they eventually our march was never actually announced like this is the route, this is where we're going. They kept saying, we'll tell you where you're supposed to go. And eventually they sort of did. But on the website, it said, rally starts at 10, March starts at 1.15. And then 1.30, 2 o'clock rolls around and everyone's getting super restless, really pissed. Like I would say about a quarter of the people there were like, kind of jittery and like looking around and like when are we gonna march they started chanting like start the march blah 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 and then they finally made an announcement and they were like you just need to go north to constitution and then turn left like that's it <laughs> we're like oh okay but then they kept saying they'd be like is everyone ready to march and we're like yeah and they're like okay five more speakers hold on just a second we're like what don't do that to us <laughs> Um, so yeah, we definitely got a little restless and then eventually there was just a large crowd of people that just started walking. So we're like, we're just going to go with them that way. You actually so marched two up places. We marched sort of, we went, we were on seventh and independent. So we walked about four or five blocks, which took almost an hour. 
and then turn left on Constitution just because there was nowhere else to go. Like they didn't let you go straight mm-hmm. and you couldn't turn right. And it actually opened up a lot once we got onto Constitution and you could like breathe a little bit. So we walked that way and then it, people just kind of like dispersed. I think some people walked to the White House and left their signs against the fence. Yeah. And then some people walked to the Washington Memorial and I think some people walked all the way to Lincoln, but it was just kind of like disorganized at that point. So we we're like, okay, we're good. Time to go. Um, how was the vibe overall? The vibe seemed good. I mean, there was no one who like seemed really pissed. There were nobody like I saw a few posts online of people who had signs that were like, you know, you shouldn't be here if or like this isn't like for everyone or I don't know, stuff like that. But I didn't feel that way when I was there. And it like the nice thing about it was that for the inauguration on Friday, DC and Arlington both felt like a total ghost town. It felt like nobody was here at all. It was like, what is happening? And then as of like eight o'clock in the morning on Saturday, you saw people everywhere, like tons of people with their signs heading down there early. Like as we were walking, it felt like when we were walking to the marathon starting line, like it was just like a shit ton of people all moving in the same direction. It was amazing. So that was really cool. Yeah, yeah. Like stay in your house for the inauguration lest somebody count you to right. that number. <laughs> exactly. Know. Exactly. I don't know. Um, and yeah, it was definitely like people were really fired up when we were down there in like a really good way. It felt very peaceful and just like excited and vibrant. Yeah. Um, there was a small part of me that was like a little worried that something was going to happen or some like crazy Trump supporter was going to lose their goddamn mind and that didn't happen. So... We lucked out. <laughs> How was San Francisco? Um, it was interesting. San Francisco was the last one. Um, like timing-wise in the day? T- timing-wise in the world. Uh, oh. Yeah, that's awesome. But also timing There wasn't one in Hawaii? So uh, maybe there was one in Hawaii, but it's probably earlier. The San Francisco one was in the evening because... There was an annual pro-life march in San Francisco that was that same day. Oh. Like, they do it every year. They come to San Francisco. Actually, that's like... Yeah. Yeah. So, it's... The March for Life. Annual thing. Yeah. March for Life. And um, so, they had, like, the, you know, the Market Street march route booked for the daytime slot, which is why the San Francisco one was an evening one. Oh, wow. Um, so, you know, like, those ladies came and did their thing, which they always do. I guess it's like, you know, they're like, let's go to the heart of, like, where people disagree with us and make our voice heard. So, <laughs> okay. um, so anyway, there is the- usually a March for Life in D.C., but I hadn't even considered that this is kind of, like, around the time when it would be, because I don't know if that even happened this year. Yeah, I don't know, but it was definitely, that, that was what happened San Francisco, so... Okay. The San Francisco uh, Women's March didn't start until the evening, and it was pouring rain. So, oh. like, it was just, like, it was, like, a bit of a mess. And it was, like, cold and raining and pitch black. So, like, the yeah. photos, like, some of the, obviously, like, the aerial photos are cool and saw good signs and stuff. But, like, it was definitely, uh, like, friends that I have who, like, brought their kids like, pretty quickly, we're like, this is not a good place for kids in the pouring rain and the dark. Yeah. And the cold. Um, but, you know, it was awesome, I think. But, and also, like, at that point, I think people were fired up because they'd seen, like, like obviously, 
everyone on social media in like my entire feed was like yeah so you were like all right it was like our turn now you know like here we yeah. are here we go um so that was cool but it was like a little bit like we're not doing this with them whatever else are doing like all the roundups of photos like none of them are from san francisco <laughs> <laughs> it's like they already had all like published that and moved on here with their night so like san francisco like, here we are <laughs> Yeah, it was cool that the Capitol building was lit up, though. Yeah, yeah, no. Was there was, like, no way in hell that was going to happen here. No, no, no. Um, yeah, the uh, San Francisco... I didn't hear... Like, I couldn't hear any of the speakers or anything like that. Um, yeah, no, I mean, like, I feel like mostly just, like, seeing the photos around the world was pretty... You know, just a reminder yeah. that people in other countries also, like, care deeply about the situation. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I hadn't expected it to be happening in other cities around the country yeah. or around the world, just yeah. in the country. Um, and I also was surprised seeing photos from friends about how big some of the other cities were. You yeah. know, like I knew it was a, a thing that was happening in a lot of places, but I was really impressed by the turnout in other cities because D.C. I don't even think was the largest. L.A. was the biggest, I think. Yeah, that's what I thought. L.A. or New York, um, which was really cool. Very cool. Yeah, we didn't make signs and we didn't have pink pussy hats, but um, yeah, we didn't have a hat. Uh, I did not have a sign. Uh, Britt had a sign, but um, you know the signs were good. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they we managed to piss off the president, and now he spent the past few days doing heinous things. But we don't have to go into oh, you that. Know. I know. I just was like so amused by the fact that he spent his entire day on Sunday being like, no, 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 the inauguration was bigger. I'm like, yeah, fucking go do your job. Right. Jesus. Like, you have things to do. Go do them. Right. Well, and then you feel that way, and then like, you've been doing them the past two days, and like, it was terrible. But, right. Um, I like reached a breaking point, which I said I wasn't going to reach like two weeks ago, and I did delete Twitter off my phone today. Oh, wow. No more Twitter for you. I mean, I don't know. And I'm not like, I just took it off my phone because it was like it's like really. I so I replaced it with the app for the Guardian, the UK paper. So I would like to sort of like take a look at some international publications. Or like it's not like I'm not, I'm not yeah. turning a blind eye to like what's happening. Right. It's like the constant, um, like the never-ending takes, and like you don't even because the timeline's like not in chronological order. You're sort of like, what order are these things happening in? Like what is happening right now? Just like was like causing me more I mean like and, and I don't I actually I have I take a little issue with people like oh it causes me stress like yeah the point it, it caused me stress because like the world causes me stress and that's okay like it's okay to be stressed out right. what's going on but I felt like it was for me becoming not productive and like I didn't feel like I was learning in the way that I had been in the past like here's what's going on right now it was like just too much of a like everyone running around with their heads cut off so uh I will be back but right, right now I'm trying to just no, like, read I you know, read. So now my, now I don't have Facebook on my phone. I don't have Twitter on my phone. I've hidden Instagram for myself, although that's not hard to find. And, um, yeah, I don't know. That's sort of where I'm at. But yeah, Twitter, I finally was like, I think I gotta like, not look at it. Like I can look at it still sometimes on my, on my computer, but I just, I don't need to look at it every two minutes. Yeah, I feel like the out of the people I follow, I either see something about Trump and how insane he's being or like something about a nutrition recipe that I just like don't 
It's at least like a nice mix, I guess. It's not all anti-Trump, like what the hell is he doing kind of things of like rational people who are like, this is not normal. Um, But it's kind of like this weird juxtaposition of things on Twitter. And I'm like, I'm good. I still open it, but, you know, I try not to spend that much time on it because I'm with you. It's stressful. My feed has still has like a lot of like entertainment people that I follow from my old job and stuff and like so it's like you know trump 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 like really like sundance film festival and i'm just like okay <laughs> yeah like mm. oh yeah that's also happening yeah, it, is also <laughs> happening. it is also happening um oh man i what else did you do over the weekend anything interesting what else did i do over the weekend um, well, my friend Macy is moving away, so we had a going away party. Where's Macy going? We went to New Orleans. Oh, wow. Does she have a connection to New Orleans? She has, like, a friend who lives there, but I think mostly she just, like, wants to change her Something um, different. We had a going away party for her on Friday. Bummer. Yeah, bummer. And then on Sunday... I watched football, which oh, right. is on that list, on our list today. Is things that are, um, you know, are good, but you know, I've I just have had a hard time with with oh. football this whole season. Um, yeah. that's something that I enjoy in life. I like watching football, but it's been hard to watch the Patriots, and it's like I can't decide. There's actually a raging debate going on in my Facebook feed right now from somebody that I know who posted something that I've been thinking about and texting with my brother about being like, is anyone else who's from Boston like having a hard time rooting for the Patriots because of like their Trump connections? I mean, Tom Brady's sort of been like, he's my friend. I don't really want to talk about it. Um, Bill Belichick like wrote him that letter, like congratulating him on like what a oh wonderful my gosh. team he ran. Uh, I think Bob Kraft is like also the owner of the team. I think it's like also, you know, it's just sort of like, it's something about it. You're just like, ugh, I don't want to root for like, I, but like, it's the team I was rooting for, so it's hard to know. Right. What to do. It's hard to know what to do in any situation where a team that is like from the town you grew up in, that you just grew up rooting for, like does something horrible, and you're like, or not, and, and the team didn't do something horrible. Like these three people, I don't agree with, and make me sort of be like, ugh, he, this is representative of what I don't want to cheer for. So right. I'm certainly at like a impasse with it. It doesn't feel great to like cheer for them, even though I always have. And yeah. I do. Right. Yeah. So to back up a little bit for our listeners, we were going to podcast on Sunday night and Danny and I had spent the majority of the afternoon at a bar and you were watching football and I was like, oh, yeah, Patriots are playing like cool. And Mike even had the game on. I just didn't realize it was like the game that determines who goes to the Super Bowl. So I'm like, oh, that's that's def- Molly's definitely watching that. Yeah. Um, so I remember the Tom Brady things. We talked about that on our podcast many moons ago. Many moons. Um, oh like many moons. It was like when we first started. So that would have been fall of 2015. Yeah. Oh, but I didn't know about Bill Belichick. That's disgusting. Yeah. And like he's the, none of them, have, they've all, all just been like, oh, you know, like, I write, he was like, I write lots of letters to people who, like, do things that impress me. You're like, and he, like, oh, wrote that's... it before the election. He wrote it before the election was like, you know, like, don't listen to the haters or something, like, equally, like, whatever. And then Donald Trump, he, like, privately wrote Donald Trump a letter being like, don't listen to the haters. Like, you've done an impressive job or something. 
I'm not quoting it exactly, but uh, Donald Trump, like, then sort of, like, went and was like, I got this letter from Bill Belichick, and then Bill Belichick of was like, well, he, did. he was like, well, that was kind of like a private letter, but, like, <laughs> but you stroked his ego, so of course he's going to tell everyone about it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, so man. I don't know. I mean, like, I don't, and then, you know, it's like, you look at this, you look at this country and these two teams, and you're like, of course the world's going to root against the Patriots. They, like, look like the evil ones. And, like, the Falcons are Atlanta. I don't know. So the Super Bowl should be interesting. Yeah. Things that seem nice but are not right now in Molly's life, cheering for the Patriots. Well, I think it's, like, being feeling strongly about any sort of professional sports team. Like, eventually, these people aren't perfect um, in some ways, drastically uh, imperfect, wildly imperfect uh, and it's hard. It's hard to know like where you're, what to do with that sort of stuff. Yeah, I was actually thinking the other night about how I was so, air quote, into the Warriors last season because Tenley was there and you guys cared about it, and I like actually really got into it. That was the one time in my life that I was like watching every game of the championship series and like emotionally cared about what happened, and it was like irrational to me i'm like this does not make any sense i'm not from san francisco i'm just like really into this and they hope they win and i was like so excited when they did win and then i was really sad when they did it and i stayed up until midnight and i like haven't watched a single game this season well (laughs) like kind of forgot that the nba was even happening because mike doesn't really watch the nba so it's like very easy for me to forget that it's even on right now like it just hasn't been in my radar um yeah, the Warriors. It's another team that is certainly hated by many people. I know. They really are. Also loved by many people. But... Also loved by many people. Also loved by many people. Um, <clears throat> so you're feeling overserved by Twitter. I'm just like scanning through our notes, which you added things to, and I didn't even see until I know, now. I did that. <laughs> um, yeah, the other thing that I had like a hard time mustering up any like fucks about this week was certainly the Oscar nominations <laughs> and I was like I don't know maybe I just maybe this is the year that I just like stop watching award shows which like I watched before I worked in pop culture yeah I always watched but like I don't know maybe I just don't so what's your I haven't even looked at the list all I've seen is media praising them for kind of correcting for their mistakes last year so to yeah, speak yeah they like you know, nominated more black people. Right. Congratulations. <laughs> um, this, that, I think, kind of goes under the, um, this is not normal, you should be getting praise for, I mean, maybe right. not this is not normal, but it's sort of like, you know, we shouldn't praise Trump for, like, his press secretary telling the truth. Oh Much God. like we maybe shouldn't be praising the Academy for nominating a diverse group of people that's yeah. something they always should have been doing totally and then like you know it's like casey affleck out there being all like like you know assaulting women maybe or whatever i don't know the whole thing is right. it's like maybe i don't want to go there we yeah about we did. but um yeah yeah i gotta find some new things um well on a lighter note And I already asked you about this in Slack, but I would like to bring it up here on the podcast because maybe I'm not the only one who has no idea what this is. (laughs) But I saw it mentioned in a newsletter. Um, Oh, it's like, wait, wait. Just just to set this up, is this a brand new thing to you as of yesterday? Yes. 
Um, I feel like I saw it maybe a week or two ago and sort of was just like, I don't know what that is. Because when I saw it yesterday, I was like, okay, this is the second time I've seen this at least. What the hell are they talking about? And then I looked it up and I was like, what? I actually was thinking about the history of this. Anyways, do you know what we're actually talking about? Yeah. What are we talking about? I don't know how to say it. So, um, I think it's (laughs) pronounced Hugge. Uh, it's H-Y-G-G-E. It is a, like, Scandinavian word, word about just, like, you know, it's like all those words that sort of mean nuanced things that are more, but like, just about, like, loving of things that are cozy, like, hot chocolate and warm socks and, like, Um, but actually I think this is just the, this year's word, I mean, it's a word that's existed for a long time in its culture, but right. it's like become popular now, but when in fact, actually this like, this is a cultural phenomenon that's been going on for a couple of years at least, this like obsession during the winter time with like coziness, I partially blame Instagram. Um, for your like feet up by the fire holding a glass of hot chocolate photo yeah it's like things people have been doing forever but like now it's more of like oh what do you love like i love cozy things you're like what the fuck is wrong with you um (laughs) who doesn't love cozy things exactly but i think my first like i thought about this very briefly today and prepare for this conversation a few years ago was the first time that i had ever heard of the term cuffing season Right. It's like, you know, about like finding your like winter boyfriend or like your girlfriend or whatever to like cuddle up with. Right. Be like warm and cozy with. And then and like then be done year, with. of course, was like, like the Netflix and chill sort of like, oh. Right. Sort of like an embracing of like curling up and watching something or I think mean, I actually think that probably in like the real who gay or whatever, you're not supposed to be watching TV. I think you should be like reading it book no it's like taking pleasure in the simple things right and like all you know all these like basic people are like me i like the pumpkin spice lattes <laughs> and like Scandinavian <laughs> word form um right. anyway people are like obsessed with it and they're like it's like a thing that like a word it's like it's like actually a word for something that like everybody feels but at that moment right. you're like i'm that person i <laughs> love that thing and you're like yeah we all do okay <laughs> Yeah, well, the the context I read it in yesterday is what made me kind of pause and be like, wait, what? Because it was like, I'm actually very into hygge lately. And I was yeah, like, how are, how are you into that? That's like saying I'm like into eating comfort food. Like, sometimes you just want it. Like, who? you don't have yeah, to be into no, it or not into it. It doesn't make any sense. It would be weird yeah. if you said that like in the middle of the summer and you were like, <laughs> I just have like a psychological disorder where like I need to be curled up in a ball under a blanket. And it's like... <laughs> 95 degrees out like yes we all right. are it's cold lots of places it's even cold here people like to curl up and be cozy in that time and sure yeah. maybe during a time of like unsettlement unsettlement that's not a word like unsettled times in the world you want to do that more but it's not some like unique thing that's like oh like finally a word for the thing that i've always loved <laughs> in a different language yeah no it's like yeah. we're not people yeah, not special. Although I did had no, meet somebody recently, not not meet somebody. A friend was like, I want to make some t-shirts that are like keep calm and who gay on and try to just like sell them on Instagram for the time being. And I was like, yeah, go make your money. Capitalize on this moment right now. Capitalize on the moment. It's not a bad idea. Uh-huh. I'm sure we'll start seeing it in some articles on certain websites here and oh, there. Uh, we already have. Pra- we certainly already have. Six, six ways to practice who gay. Oh, you know, they, they definitely exist. They're, they're out there. 
I yeah. said like 28 ways. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. I'm sure they're probably right. already. Yeah, I know. Um, wait. Um, what about your injury? Oh my god. I was supposed to have a doctor's appointment today, but they pushed it to tomorrow because they use some online system for booking their appointments. And on Wednesday, like every appointment was open. And so I was like, cool, I'll pick um, 9.45. That sounds good. And then I got an email that said their office is actually closed on Wednesdays. Could I come in Tuesday afternoon instead? And I was like, sure. So this is a total side story. But then I got an email from the online service that they use to book their appointments. It's called ZocDoc. Yep. And this, like, you know, I can tell it's from, what was the service we used to, like, answer customer support questions? Intercom? Yeah. You can always tell when it's from something like that, like the box around the email and like who it's from and whatever. And they were like, Heather, we are so sorry that you had to reschedule your appointment. That almost never happens. We'd like to send you an Amazon gift card. Could you explain what happened? And I was like, they said their office was closed on Wednesdays. Thanks. I'm like, no big deal. Like, They're like, we want to make sure you have the best experience. I was like, all right, well, really wasn't that bad. Um, anyways, I'm going in tomorrow, so I don't really know what's going on with my foot. Um, I, last week I did a long run with a group on Sunday, went climbing on Monday, which is to say that I went up a climbing wall about three-fourths of the way, like, six times, and then maybe all the way up, like, once. And then Tuesday morning went for an easy run, nothing out of the norm, and all of a sudden, like, 20 minutes in, I just had this really sharp pain in my foot. So I stopped for a second and tried to walk and I was like, okay, not sure what's going on, but I'll just try to run it out. Like maybe it's like a muscle cramp or something from wearing these tiny climbing shoes. Um, Kept trying to run and just couldn't. It hurt so bad. And then I couldn't walk. So I was like, okay, I guess I'm in a bike share home. So I just like hopped on a bike and went home. And then for the next couple of days, my shin and my calf were really tight when I woke up and my foot just kind of like hurt in a like subtle way. Um, so I've been sleeping in compression socks, which is helping. It makes me feel a little bit crazy, but like it's helping and I can actually walk in the morning. So that's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely can't run just like even the, sl- my friend Sam has had a few stress fractures and so I was like asking her, how do you know if it's a stress fracture versus something else? And she was like, well, usually it's a little swollen, which my foot is not. Um, and she was like, and if you like try to jump on it, it hurts. And I tried to do that and it was a really bad idea. So yeah, that's a terrible idea. What a bad test. What's <laughs> a bad test? I mean, I I didn't do it until like Sunday and I just tried to like take a little tiny hop and it hurt so bad. I was like, fuck. So it's weird because I can walk, it doesn't hurt to the touch, it's not swollen, but like the longer I'm on my feet, I can just sort of feel it. And I did there was had a run Sunday morning where Sally the CEO and founder came and their like Dr. Lesko person came she's like just a persona for was like she I think is a doctor for their some of their elite athletes and like involved in the company um so I was like I don't really want to miss that but I can't run so I went and ended up walking with someone else and by the end of like two miles my calves were super tight and my foot hurt and I was like this does not make any sense. Also, Saturday was probably a terrible idea, but yeah, whatever. I know it's just weird. Like rock climbing was fine. Like I didn't feel anything. I mean, the shoes are super uncomfortable. Like I have climbing shoes, so I didn't rent them. 
but you are supposed to wear them like almost a full size too small so that your toes can actually grip on the holds. So they're too big, you like, because you basically use your to- toes to like hold on to the grips. So if it's too big, you don't have, you're like pushed back in the shoe and you can't get onto the holds. All this to say, that's probably true for people who are really good at climbing. Probably doesn't fucking matter at all for people like me who are climbing like twice a year. So I wear them and I'm like, these hurt so bad. <laughs> but they're like not supposed to be comfortable, you know. So I like take my feet out of them unless I'm actually going up on a wall. Otherwise, I just walk around barefoot. So, yeah, I don't know what's going on, but I did make a doctor's appointment. I haven't run in over a week or really done much of anything else. Um, and it's not looking good. I know. How's your hip doing? Are you recovering? I don't know. Really hard to say. Is it like sporadic pain? It still like hurts me pretty consistently, but I also haven't thought, I haven't stopped doing anything. Um, It hurts a lot less. Nothing is as bad as it was over Thanksgiving, like the week after that. Like I was in agony and so it still like doesn't feel great all the time, but it is okay. <laughs> I don't know. I can't know. It's like we'll see when yeah. I go to the class tonight whether I can do squats. Sometimes they like kill and I just stop and sometimes I, they're okay. Have you been doing any yoga? Does that feel I've good or doing, bad? I've been doing a fair amount of yoga and it sort of depends on the day. Sometimes it feels okay and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. It's sort of like eh, about it. Yeah, I, a friend of mine yesterday was like, have you made like a mental date of when you want to set a doctor's appointment if it doesn't get better? And I was like, I'm going to the doctor tomorrow. Like, I've made this mistake before where I didn't go to a doctor for like a month and I kept trying to run on an injury when, I mean, I think that's actually the one sort of good thing about this is I cannot run. Like, there's no trying to run through it. Like, I physically cannot. It would be so painful. So at least I haven't done anything. So I'm like not making it worse. But it's also like there's no waiting around like no matter what it is I would rather just know now instead of like being stubborn and not knowing until a month from now you know yeah like a podiatrist tomorrow he had like he had little running feet on his website so I felt like that was a good sign podiatrist a real doctor (laughs) I don't know If not, he has a PhD because it says Dr. Ben something. Thank you. Well, I hope he's great. Yeah. Um, the, talk to me about your business plan, which is also on the list of things to discuss that you have not discussed. It was on there. Um, so I made a business plan. I don't know if I did it right. I don't know if it even looks like a business plan to anyone but me, but it was sort of just like, I felt a little bit all over the place for the beginning of the month. Like, I would be like, oh, like, at 2017, I've, like, started my business. And I'm, like, only doing more of the same things I was doing in December. Just, like, being a little bit more proactive and, like, working a little more instead of, like, reading my book all afternoon. Um, So, (laughs) like, there's that. Um, so I spent like the first two weeks just sort of feeling like I didn't really know what I was doing and I just kind of like 
you know, you sort of like passively hope that things come to you or that like people respond to your emails. And then like, once I step back and thought about it, I'm like, I'm doing a hundred things that like don't all point in the same direction. And that feels kind of stupid. So I just forced myself to write a business plan to sort of like get my thoughts in one place and like, okay, I want to do like these four things that will make me money and here's why I want to do them and here's like my philosophy behind why I think it will work and like why I think it's important and then like some sort of like longer term goals. I can't in my head think past like a year or two from now. Just I've like never been the like five-year planner. No. So I don't have a five-year plan. I have like a two-year plan. And then I broke it down. I like, when I made the outline, it was like, think big, like 2017 to 2019. And it was like, think small, like January to July. And I was like, how about January? Like, as I started writing it, I was like, how about just January and maybe February? Um, So I did that. And like, it's finished. And someone um Mike's brother-in-law was he's a lawyer and he was like hey if you want me to like pass it along to someone in the firm who can look it over for you and I was like oh nope 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 that's not what this is for I was like I'm not going to like a venture capitalist tomorrow trying to get money like this is for myself to like stay organized and focused and like actually make sure that I don't just say yes to everything that comes my way slash like put arrows in like a hundred directions and see which one hits a target. Like I just want to figure out what I'm doing. Um, so I made it, it's like five or six pages. It's mostly for myself. I gave it to Mike. He hasn't read it yet. So. Okay. Well, if you want another set of eyes on it, I'm happy to read it, but. Well. I will probably send it to you. Yeah. I was thinking like maybe you or Kimra or both of you. It's mostly just to like keep myself organized I had another friend who was like oh I never did that I feel like having a plan is like too limiting and I was like okay well we have just different work styles (laughs) which you know like she's been really successful so like power to her but I was like I think knowing myself like I need a lot of accountability and I need to teach myself to like have it come from me and not from someone else so that's been a process um and then I also like based on like the depth of each section I kind of decided that like each day in the week is going to be focused on certain things and then if I have extra time great but if not like at least I know that each day I'm like putting some energy towards each one of those things yeah. <sighs> man what's that not just playing with your dog all day. <laughs> uh yeah there are some days where that's like how most of my afternoon looks like I'm really good about getting out of the house and working for like three or four hours straight in the morning and then I come home for lunch and, like, take her to the park. And then, like, she doesn't really get tired for a while. And then I'm like, oh, wow, it's 3 o'clock. Shit. <laughs> it's fine, though. We're working on it. She's doing really well. We're, like, almost done with puppy obedience school, like, the, in- the first, like, round. And then you can do, like, we're in basic. And then you can do intermediate. And I was actually a little anxious to go last night because she wasn't doing very well with some of the things we were supposed to be practicing. It seemed like she regressed for like no logical reason. And then we got to class and she did amazing with everything. I was like, do you just know that you're supposed to behave when you're here? So you're like super on it. I don't know. It was really weird. But I was like, I'll take it because you get like little tickets when they do things right. It's like school for us, mostly. They're like, good job, you get a ticket. I'm like, good job, banana, you get a hot dog. (laughs) It's really fun. Oh, man. Yeah. 
end of January. No. Um, I was going to, oh, how was Os- Oliver's um, vet visit today? What was he going in for? Oh, he's old. Mm-hmm. Um, his little back legs are like not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Actually, just really just one of them, apparently. Uh, we just like, he showed me this thing. Like, he, like, you know, like you flip over a dog's paw, like they just automatically flip it back over. Like it's like an instinct, yeah, a um, reflex they have. Yeah. And then, like his other paw if he flipped it over, he would just like leave it there. I'm like, oh. Mm. Um, but I did not cry. He, he wasn't like, oh, this dog is like dying tomorrow, you know? Yeah. I'm worried. I got like a, a moment of paranoia that he was going to be like, well, he's going to be dragging his both of his hind legs behind him in about a month. But he didn't say that. He just has some nerve issues that are like probably from like a bulge disc in his spine or something. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people have warned us because they have small dogs of like, oh, if they jump off something too high or if they like crawl under a bed and that like, like the metal frame will like move something in their back, like all these crazy things that you just yeah. wouldn't. I mean, the jumping makes sense to me. I get a little worried when she jumps off certain things, but we have some friends, Mike's cousin, actually, like their dog jumped off of a couch one night, which he had like done a million times before and it just like tweaked something in his back and they paid like ten thousand dollars for some crazy surgery i was like oh my god yeah i think we both kind of like discussed like the, the, the number that we probably would not pay to like he's old like he's right you know i think like cal in his career does a lot of like people at the end of their lives and i think he also is like a yeah. lot of things that they shouldn't sort of to keep their loved ones alive who don't right. have a good life and like i don't know i think we've got got where we are it's sad to think about like not being not having a dog not being a dog i know i know i saw a little black pug the other day and i always think of oliver i'm like this would be his best friend Mm -hmm. they look exactly the same (laughs) um but (laughs) yeah we have new food though we got new food new food um i mean banana has me buying like i buy hot dogs at the store we buy them at like mom's organic market so i like feel you know infinitesimally better about it um and i bought chicken the other day because they were like oh dogs i'm like i can't just keep feeding her hot dogs like she has other treats but if we're like really trying to work on something hot dogs like those are the best thing in the world to her she also likes carrots but like I'm now cooking chicken and hot dogs in my oven for my dog, and I don't eat them myself. Where we're at, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's okay. That's okay. I mean, she's food motivated, like no matter what you have in your hand. But she kind of like the longer you're trying to give her treats, the more she'll get distracted if it's like something not that exciting. She's just sort of like, yeah, I know. Yeah. Um. Speaking of. So one other thing I wanted to ask you about recently. Do yeah. you ever still listen to the Tim Ferriss podcast? Not really. I honestly haven't listened to a lot of podcasts lately because, and this is really pathetic, but my iPod or my iPhone like earbuds stopped working a long time ago. And I haven't bought new ones, and I'm wearing headphones right now. These are like Bose headphones. Like I feel ridiculous walking around in these, so I don't. Yeah. So I just like don't listen in to anything while I'm walking anymore and I've been running in silence slash currently not running so like sometimes I'll listen to it on our like speaker out in the kitchen or like while I'm cooking on my computer but for the most part I just like haven't really been listening to podcasts as much 
Um, why did Tim Ferriss come up? Oh, because I was at a bookstore and he has a new book out called like whatever. Yeah. Tools, Tools of the Titans. But, yeah. Um, that book is approximately three thousand pages long. It is it's the a largest lot. Book I've ever seen. It's a lot. So he, I did listen to one episode about that because it was like a repeat of parts of his interview with Brene Brown, and I actually really enjoyed that interview. Um, it's like he doesn't interview women very often, but also like I love her, so it was really good. Um. So I re-listened to that, which was a mistake because it was mostly him playing parts of the interview and then giving his thoughts on what she said. And I was like, oh, I could not care less about this. I just want to hear her again. Um, But he said when he introduced the book, he was like, this is meant to be a choose your own adventure. Like you are not supposed to read this cover to cover. You're supposed to kind of turn to it when like you need advice on something or like there's a certain person that you know I talk to and like there's probably like an index. That makes it better because I looked at it and I was like, what is the fuck is this? Yeah, it's it's like a textbook for like eight different courses in college all put into one. Okay, great. I'm still not buying that book, but that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) I know someone who bought it recently, and now I can't think of who it was, but I was like, how did you even, like, get it out of the bookstore? Like, how did you lift it? Rags at home. Yeah. Yeah, For some reason, I thought it was, like, an e-book, and I was like, oh, no. No, no, no. It's a real book. It was years in the making. But, no, I have not listened to it in a while. So, like, downloads on my phone, like, no, I don't do automatic downloads either, so I have to go through like a little bit of effort if I want to listen to something. I was actually just listening to the Dear Sugar Live, like Writers Resist. Oh, yeah, it was like, yeah, I didn't get through the whole thing. I got a little bit bored. Like, I support yeah. the movement. Now I know what it is, but I got like a little bored. I've also been, I finally subscribed to The Moth, which I should have done after we went to that event, and I really enjoyed it, but I kind of like forgot about it for a while. So I've been listening to The Moth, StoryCorps, and How I Built This by Guy Raz, who I think is a really good interviewer. Yeah, I started to get bored with those. I was like, these are all the same, but there's some that I would like to go back and listen to. Yeah, there was a lot of diversity at first, and now it's sort of just like a lot of big companies. Yeah. Um, The most recent one is Zappos. I really liked the one with the Patagonia founder. Um. Angie's list like I started and then was sort of like eh. yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know um, oh I do have a friend who records a podcast that I think might be fun to like mix and match yeah. like have them on our podcast be on their podcast if they will allow us it's called the dog fathers so if anyone wants to listen to another podcast by two people who are chatting but I feel like we also are qualified to be on that podcast because we have dogs. Is it about dogs? I don't know how much it's about dogs. But they both have dogs. And he actually just got a second dog. Oh. So he's like a German Shepherd and like a little, I don't know what the other type of dog is. I've realized going to these puppy classes how little I know about dog breeds. Like nothing yeah, at all. There are a lot of them. Yeah, a lot of people have doodles, which are, like, really easy to identify. Also, like, most of them look exactly the same. A lot of golden doodles. You know, they're, like, cute, but, like, whatever to me. Yeah, they're cute. Most of the – there are, like, three doodles in our class, and one of them is just, like, really, really excitable. Like, he cannot calm down at all. Here's my thing with with doodles. They don't shed. 
They don't shed, which is great. But like yeah. the pro, like people do this because they have there's like a stigma against a standard poodle. But in fact, standard poodles are just really great dogs. You don't have to cut them like that. Like standard right. poodles are just like wonderful dogs. They behave very well. They're very cute and soft and lovely. But people think poodle and they think of like fucking show dog like- poodle. And like, so they're like, oh, like mix it with a golden retriever. And you're like, but like also just like go check out a standard poodle. They're great dogs. Like PSA. Good dog. Good dog. Good dog. <laughs> yeah, no, we have like, there are, at least, there are two golden doodles in our obedience class or like four at the playtime that we go to. And they are really cute. And they're like pretty, for the most part, they, pre- they play really well. Like they'll kind of roll over on the ground and just like let dogs do whatever. Like they're not super aggressive or anything, but... I'm just like, they all look exactly the same. And then everyone's like, oh, my God, what kind of dog is Banana? I'm like, I don't know. And they just look at me like, how could you not know? Like, also, like, where, like, if you're not the first person to ever have a dog, they don't know. Like, what are people are dumb? No. But these dog classes feel very, like, purebred-y. We do have some friends that come, and they also have a mutt, and it makes us feel really good. Um, but yeah. a lot of other people are like, oh, it's a French bulldog or, you know. Jack Russell Terrier, Golden Doodle. They're like, great. They're all very cute dogs. Don't get me wrong. Well, my dog's going to live forever, so bye. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She doesn't have anything wrong with her at all, except she barks all the fucking time right now. (sighs) I know. Um, All right. Well, enjoy your class tonight. Yeah, I will certainly tell you all about it. Can't wait to hear about it. Um, we'll probably upload, I think I'm going to upload the first one, like, on its own, because I think it's, like, 45 minutes, and if we add this one to it, it's way too long. I think um, I don't remember. I gotta, I'll listen to it tonight. We'll see. If it's a hot mess, though, we can just, like, pretend it never happened. <laughs> I don't know if that's fair to Danny. It was so great to have him back. I know, but, like, I feel like, okay, well, why don't you listen to it and, like, talk about yeah, it? Yeah, I'll listen to it and report back. Um, either way, we will chat next week. Yes. Um, actually, stay on. We can stop recording, but stay on the line. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Adios, podcast people.